You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Uh, And no matter what hour we do this, I try to be energetic and positive and upbeat. I am just crushed. (laughs) I mean, I just... I am... I am depressed like the rest of the sports fans out there, and not nearly to the point of the actual athletes that are going through this, but sports is over. The, the world is, has stopped uh, when it comes to sports. Not only that, but I'm getting emails from, from like different businesses saying, here's all the things that we've done to make sure you keep uh, oh, I know. coming to visit us. Oh, everybody's it's, email. Like the yeah. YMCA sending emails. The governor has recommended closing schools for, what, two weeks? Yeah, uh, here so, in Kentucky, um, Ohio's already closed schools uh, for three weeks. Um, uh, another state has done that. It's, yeah, I mean we're approaching potentially total lockdown of the country, um, which is really, 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 really crazy. You know, and the thing that people would be doing right now is you know taking days off work to go to and stay home and watch NCAA tournament games and. Uh, now you're gonna to have to stay home to take care of your kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, you know, this is what the fifth or fifth straight day we've talked about coronavirus. I mean, it didn't um, want to. Yeah, I mean, you wish know, we didn't have and, to. Uh, we, uh, you know, I just I have had a bad feeling about it to a certain extent for about a week, and I didn't think. The thing that's probably the most shocking to me is not that we got to where where we seem to be going, just nationally, but that we got here with sports this fast. Um, three days ago, yeah, nobody would have nobody would have agreed with you that like, oh yeah, the the NCAA tournament's going to get canceled. Um, well, just just at like ten o'clock this morning, the ACC commissioner said, "Yep, we're still playing." And yeah, then by noon, I was still was... skeptical of that. That was that yeah. was the most ridiculous thing was that they got all these teams for the their noon games uh, in all these conferences to show up and go through warm ups, and then people walked out on the court like right before the games and canceled all of yeah. them. Yeah, except for the Big East, which went ahead and let them play a half, and then canceled it at halftime because somebody over at the Big East went like, "Oh my God, we're the only people on television playing sports right now. This is yeah. not good." Um, you know, Kentucky showed up. Um, I hope people will read uh, the story. I've been talking to people all day uh, or evening around the program and to kind of get a feel for how things went. Kentucky showed up at the arena in Nashville for a light practice this morning. And John Calipari was told they're meeting at 1030. This thing might might and probably will get called off. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but there was a meeting. I assume the commission, SEC commissioner and others. Uh, athletic directors present, yeah. Yeah, I would think, athletic directors. And apparently everybody kind of got a feeling what was coming, at least with the SEC tournament, uh, at the practice. Because instead of an actual practice, Calipari essentially just said, you know, go shoot some shots. You guys 
go do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he kind of knew. And so everybody else kind of knew. And they were told, like, I think they walked off the practice court and it wasn't long after that they were told this thing's done. Um, so they packed up. They got on the bus. It took them a while, I think, to pack up because they were still on the buses this evening when finally the NCAA, I guess it was late afternoon, when the NCAA said that tournament was canceled. Yeah. Um, and I think that was like, <laughs> for anybody that wasn't taking the coronavirus just issue situation, uh, not only spread, but also just like American and worldwide control efforts, seriously, I think when they said the NCAA tournament is canceled, not postponed, <laughs> not right. played in empty arenas, canceled. And then shortly after, all everything, everything canceled. Everything. All, all NCAA sports for the rest of the year are done. Sports, college sports are done. No even, softball. Th- like, nobody's even thought about that. Like the college, no world, college series, world series, it's gone. Uh, you know, my cousin by marriage, Tucker, also named Tucker, Tucker Bradley at Georgia is one of the best players in the SEC, and it's his senior season, and I've got some text messages from some screenshots of text messages with other members of the family tonight from him, and he's heartbroken. They're all heartbroken. Of course. Um, you know, their season didn't even really get going. It's, it is, I mean, this is a day that, you know, it's weird to say it, but it, I mean, this is a day that people will in America will never forget. It's one of the most memorable days in, you know, modern United States history. It's just so, I mean, I hear the word surreal. I guess that's the best word to, you know, describe it because it's not, it doesn't feel like real life. It feels like fiction and it just keeps, for every facet, like the the high school basketball state tournament, the boys sweet 16, it's, it's never been canceled. Um, heck, the NCAA tournament's never been canceled. I mean, it's it's always been played. Um, and, and then to not even to not even give it a a postponement, which I thought. I, I mean, I can understand why they would just cancel it and just the finality of it, and not not try to deal with all the logistics, because it would be difficult. But I I did think there was a sliver of hope that they would say, uh, we're postponing it. Uh, it's not going to be played as scheduled if we can work out the details and it's safe to play, then we will look at those options just to leave the door open and to leave the door open for baseball and softball. Even if you played four weeks, you know, if you made it to May and and everything's starting to tail off and the warmer weather and, and all of those factors and you don't have this this uh, danger of it spreading quickly like we have right now. Because I've seen some of the scientists talk about uh, pointing to Korea's peak and where it's starting to flatten or tail off a little bit. They could see that it's starting to go that way. Dr. What's his name? Fauci, our, uh, our top dude. Yeah, our um, top dude. <laughs> uh, so to, to not even leave the door open for it, like with at least with the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, they're saying – if we can, we're going to try to make it up. Uh, we're not, no guarantees or anything, but we're not saying it's canceled. 
we're saying it, it's at least suspended and it could be canceled and in all likelihood it probably is but if if we can we will see what we can do about it um I, i'm not i'm not like overly upset and angry that they didn't do that i just um curious as to maybe what went into all that but all right we need to stop it there take a break and when we come back uh, so much more to talk about here on Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, we're back here on Locked On Kentucky, and the Kentucky basketball season is over. The college basketball season is over. Uh, uh, by the way, we should mention that John Calipari uh, released a statement uh, on on the whole thing. I I won't read all of it. It's it's lengthy, but um, you, you can easily find it on social media or on UK Athletics' website. Um, but he just pretty much said he, he saddened, his heart is broken for you know his team as well as all the student-athletes across the country. He believed it was the right decision, uh, a tough situation, no doubt. And um, it was hard to tell him uh, that they've been working for this all year and, and don't get a shot at it. And then he says... He's going to miss this group. He's disappointed they didn't get to experience the NCAA tournament. And then the quote that everybody will remember here is, I don't say this lightly. I think I had the national championship team. And this group should go down as one of the most loved teams in my tenure here. Uh, he went on to think, uh, uh, he wanted the fans to think in terms of what if this team had made it to the Final Four, won the whole thing. Um, but... Yeah, he goes out and says he thinks he had the national championship team. Well, that was the most predictable thing ever. I actually made a <laughs> joke about that last night before this was official, that Cal was, was you know, in some ways was going to love this because without having to actually win one, he was going to be able to always say that they would have won one if they'd, actually, <laughs> if they'd played a tournament. Uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm not surprised. But, I mean, this was a team that had a chance. There's no doubt about it. This is yeah. one of the better teams in the country. Uh, you know, they ended up winning nine games against the net top 50, uh, the net, which only exists to, uh, help seed a tournament that is never going to happen. Um, you know, if you think about it in a single season, Kentucky beat the number one ranked team in the country, beat its rival at home, won in crazy road atmospheres at Arkansas, Texas Tech, Tennessee, LSU, and Florida. Won nine top fifty games, um, had Emmanuel quickly go from five points a game as a sophomore to the SEC Player of the Year. Had Nick Richards go from broken, mentally shot, bust, no, go from bust. No, Everybody yeah, thought he was a bust. Yeah, no confidence bust to for more than half the season being the favorite to win SEC Player of the Year, and only didn't get it because his teammate beat him out. Uh, and became a first-team All-SEC player and is going to get drafted. Um, you know, you had Nate Sestina, small-town Captain America. <laughs> Nate Sestina be sort of this feel-good story with this team. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey was, was uh, you know, probably going to end up being a really underrated one-and-done Um on a Cal team, because I think in, he came up huge in some really big moments for them. 
And and the guys you mentioned, Nate, Sestina, but you know the the freshman Johnny Juzang and Keon Brooks, the the role players, they finished the season with their biggest contribution. Yeah, like one of the they, reasons they, people thought they could make a run is because of what they right. did at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, um, so the, you know, there's. I think a lot of the, the sadness for Kentucky and Kentucky fans is just the idea that, you know, this was the kind of year where it was really up for grabs and a, and a year in which, yeah, they had a flawed team, but they had a team that never got blown out. They finished year never having been run out of a gym. They were within two shots in the final two minutes of every single game uh, this year. And, um, you know, now we'll never know, <laughs> you know, well, and, and Ashton Hagens will never get to play with his guys again. You know, he, he missed no. what turned out to be the last game of the season. Uh, he ends on yeah. the last time we saw him was arguing with people. Um, and on a, on a poor decision of a social media post. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tough things to swallow, I think, for Kentucky and and its players and its coaches. And you know, Nate Sestina came here because he had he'd been in the tournament twice. He wanted to make a deep run in the tournament, yeah, and, and be a part of that and be a key part of it. And now he won't even play a game in the tournament with Kentucky. You know, and Tyrese Maxey. You know, like it's when when is a got when has Kentucky ever had a. Uh, group of freshmen not play uh, in the NCAA tournament one time under Calipari. It's just weird. Uh, it's just, it's weird that for so many reasons. Well, and this was the chance to see, um, I mean, you look at the 2015 team and obviously they had several returning guys, um, but they, you know, they had freshmen as well, but the, this was such a different team where it was paired down to eight players. I mean, that was it. It was just eight guys, and as far as the starters go, uh, they were – one of them was a freshman instead of the majority of them being a freshman. This was such a different Calipari team uh, in that you had, you know, guys who hadn't made it yet. Those guys like – when you think about it, like a Marcus Lee who winds up leaving or a Charles Matthews who winds up leaving because, you know, it didn't work out their freshman year. It didn't work out their sophomore year. So they're like, all right, I'm moving on. Um, you know, Jamal Baker. But these guys didn't. Nick Richards stayed. Emmanuel quickly stayed. Ashton Hagen stayed. Um, and now they were uh, – E.J. Montgomery stayed. And now they were the, the starters. And then you mix in a freshman to go with it. And then you have, you have a guy who does leave in Khalil Whitney. And now it's, hey, Johnny, hey, um, uh, Keon, and hey, Nate – it's you guys. You're you're everything we got. You are the bench. It's just you. So we need you. And to see Emmanuel quickly turn into one of the most clutch players uh, in the Calipari era. I mean, you think about the most clutch guys. Brandon Knight comes to mind for his NCAA tournament clutchness. Also, of course, Aaron Harrison, probably the most clutch for those shots he hit in the 2014 tournament. Uh, but quickly was... Cold blooded, and yeah. and Calipari finally had a team that shot free throws better than any team he's had, which has been such an Achilles' heel in the postseason. For better him. than and, any team in America, they finished the college basketball season ranked number one in the country in free throw percentage. 
Kentucky finally has a team that can put Ugh. people away at the free throw line, which has cost them multiple opportunities at winning titles. It cost him one at Memphis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, even before he came here. You know, I, it's it's crazy. And, you know, like Nick Richards played like two minutes in the NCAA tournament last year. And now he was going to have a chance to play as a key figure. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel, quickly, Emmanuel quickly went like 0 for 6. I think it was like 0 for 6 in the Elite 8 loss last year. Um, and had a chance to come back and be – the hero, you know, one of the people I talked to today said, you know, Manuel quickly had a chance to become a legend yeah, uh, in this tournament and uh, at Kentucky. And then you his know, dad still hasn't seen him play yeah, in person. And, and uh, I know that there were a lot of people trying to get his dad to the, to a game at the tournament. And so it's, uh, I mean, it's just a bummer. I mean, this is not, we're just talking about Kentucky, but it's a bummer for a million people in a million places. It's, it, it is sad, sad for all of us who wanted to watch basketball, right. uh, but really sad for the people who put like so much of their life and time. I mean, I can't imagine the incompleteness, the feeling of, of incompletion to have put so much into off season, preseason, the season, yeah, you know, fighting through injuries and you know mental fatigue and you know the ups and the downs and you get yourself in a, especially if you're a team like Kentucky, you've gone through crazy turmoil. I mean, they, what a tumultuous season, uh, just yeah. up and down, up and down, up and down. You lose Khalil Whitney, he leaves in the middle. We mentioned that like guy, a McDonald's All American leaves in the middle of this, and they they figure it out, and you know. All this stuff happens, and you find yourself in a great position to make a run, and then it's just over. You put all of that into it, and there's no finality. You didn't even Kentucky didn't even get to play a game in the in the conference tournament. Most right. most people played a game, you know, because these conference tournaments started on Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and so most of these teams, many of the teams, got to play a game this week. Um, well, some of them won them. Like Hofstra, right? Who hadn't been to the tournament in twenty years, you know? Right. I didn't, I think we said this yesterday, but like, imagine being Dayton. Yeah, the best team you're probably ever gonna have. Yeah, Obi Toppin is not. You don't have Obi Toppin next year. There's no. not another Obi Toppin year. No. And speaking of next year, we want to what? Take a break. One yeah, we should break take a break then... before we get into that. Yeah, okay. let's do that. We'll talk about um, yeah, what Kentucky's team might look like next year. Like, who might be back when the Locked On Kentucky podcast continues? This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. We're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. And just before we get into, um, you know, what Kentucky players may be uh, staying or leaving, uh, I mentioned there about Hofstra as we were going to break. There's so many impacts to this, and there may be – Maybe the NCAA comes back and says, hey, for seniors, you know, softball seniors, for baseball seniors, uh, maybe you get another year of eligibility. Uh, I don't know that they would do that for the winter sports because some basketball team seasons were already over. Um, So so I, I don't know about that, but that's one of the impacts. Another one is for, like I mentioned, Hofstra. All right, had Hofstra got in, they were going. They were in. They'd won their league tournament, and so if they had won their first game and had an upset, and uh, had done something crazy like get to the second weekend, 
or or just win that first game and have a big upset. What that does for that school, you think about Moorhead State, Florida Gulf Coast, some of these teams in the past that have made these runs. Moorhead State's enrollment went through the roof the next year. They had a huge spike in enrollment in that fall semester following their tournament run. The exposure for these small schools and what it translates to in future revenue um, just can't be measured. And that, a lot of schools are losing that. The you know three or four schools that you would likely have in the tournament that would that would give everyone that Cinderella story for a little bit. Yeah, I I just <laughs> I'm reading I'm reading through I'm scrolling through some of the depressed uh, tweets and, and that was one of the, one of the points uh, Joe Rex wrote who works for me at the Athletic. He said, you know, there are more important things, but I'm terribly sad for all these college basketball seniors for teams like Dayton and San Diego State that had rare and special opportunities for Vanderbilt baseball that can't defend its national championship. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this, the SEC, I think apparently Sankey said that they were like caught off guard. Yes. That the right. NCAA wiped out all the other sports because they hadn't even discussed that. Yeah. I mean, the SEC is good at everything and they're really good at baseball. Um, you know, SEC's probably got a half dozen teams that can win the College World Series, and in softball, uh, and it's a bigger yeah, in softball, and there, and it's a bigger like SEC baseball is a bigger deal to most SEC fan bases than SEC basketball. Um, oh, it is for sure. Like, Mississippi State, Mississippi attendance. State, LSU, LSU, yeah, uh, you know, Florida, Florida probably. Yeah, it's uh, this whole this whole, this whole thing is just unbelievable. And the, you're right. I mean, the impact of um, you know, any school where you make a run like that, it impacts your entire university that we haven't even gotten to the economic impact studies of, you know, all these conference host cities with hotels. And, you know, uh, I canceled all my nights uh, in Nashville and, and Hilton has like a coronavirus policy where they're letting people cancel. Um and yeah, mine did not have that. Uh, Lowe's Vanderbilt does not have that policy, by the way, folks. They wouldn't let you cancel? No, you, I could move them. Oh, I could gosh. move them to another date. And I, my, my, and so I said, okay, move them to uh, March 12th, 13th, and 14th, 2021. Next year's SEC tournament. Did they do that? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. We can't book anything past this calendar year. Uh, like I, I couldn't even book it for so next year if ahead, I wanted to. So did you just go ahead and uh, make yourself a little weekend for the wife since it's, the company's going to have to eat it anyway? Well, the company is going to use it for clients, I think, eventually uh, is what's going to happen, yeah. So you moved just, it to like a nice just, holiday couldn't, weekend. Couldn't get a refund. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, that, that stinks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about – I mean, we haven't gotten to that part of it. Economic impact of yeah. cities and restaurants and hotels in all these conference tournament weekends. And then all these these cities, like, spend money to put together bids to get, you know, to host the right. NCAA tournament. To have people there. Things. Um, you know, all the TV, you know, you mentioned the, not just the, the networks, but the affiliates in all these local towns. They sell out ads for you know, March Madness and March Madness specials and, uh, Oh yeah, it's budgeted. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, for those markets who know, 
that college basketball, they have the ratings, like the top markets in the country for college basketball. Lexington is not um, what's called metered, which so it's, it's not measured the same way, so it's not listed among the top markets. Uh, but the ones that are metered, which means they can see immediate type results, Louisville is number one in the country and has been for several years. Uh, Raleigh-Durham is right there at like second, and then I think Indianapolis is third. Uh, but Lexington is obviously way up in there. there. It's just that it's not measured the same way. But yeah, so for those TV stations and those, they know the type of money they're going to get from local ad revenue due to the NCAA tournament. It's it's counted in the budget, and so that's gone. Uh, also, uh, businesses and hotels around Lexington they count on the boys sweet 16 at Rupp arena every single year. And this year they also had the girls tournament. So they had hotels filled for like two weeks for the girls and boys tournament and downtown restaurants. Uh, they're counting on that. And that that's gone. Um, that's, that's just our little local, uh, slice of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to reverberate. I, I think <laughs> if there's such a thing as like a sports business, uh, recession, we're we're about to be in one. Yeah, we're in it. Um, we at the athletic, we do we do, you know, for the college basketball side, we do our major share of new subscribers, <laughs> you know, new business uh, during March. Mm. Um, thousands and thousands of people signed up last March. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it affects a lot of people, but. Uh, certainly I'll be low on the list of, <laughs> of <laughs> people who are affected. There's a lot, you know, I just hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy, uh, keeps yeah. their vulnerable people uh, sequestered, your elderly relatives and friends, your immune compromised uh, people. Keep them safe. Wash your hands. Please take this seriously now. <laughs> I think we said that at the end of yesterday's. Um, yeah. But as it before we go, as it relates to this Kentucky basketball team, what's next? Calipari said as we record on Thursday night that tomorrow, as you're listening today, Friday, they're going to meet individually with all the players, the coaching staff is, and talk about what's next. And and one of the things he says said on SportsCenter tonight was like, is there going to be a draft? Is there going to be a combine? When? How? Where? You know, um, if you're there's yeah, major uncertainty not- there. And you're not flying in to see our players either because we're not letting you. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that that does is there may not really be testing the waters this year. Because to test the waters, you've got to go be evaluated. And I'm not sure anybody's going to be able to do that. And 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 go to different teams and work are Guys are just going to have to make decisions. Um, And so I think after talking to people today, here's what I would tell you. I think – Ashton Higgins is gone, and I don't think it's a an iffy thing. I think some people hope, well, maybe he'll come back because he, you know, struggled at the end and his draft stock's not super high. I think Ashton Higgins is gone, and I feel relatively confident about that. I think Tyrese Maxey is gone, and I think Nick Nick Richards uh, is gone, and I think that's what Kentucky thinks. Um, Emmanuel quickly is your coin flip, and I think there's actual hope that he may come back. I think there's a chance for him, for Kentucky to offer him reps at point guard, which he's going to have to be in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be a 6'3 shooting guard in the NBA. Aren't a lot right. of those. Uh, and Devin Askew's a 17-year-old kid who 
you know, may na- need some time. Um, and so I think you, you would sell Emmanuel quickly on that timeshare. You know, you play off the ball some, play on the ball some, but, you know, you can get yourself ready in the skill set that needs to improve for you to be an NBA player. Um, so he's a coin flip, I think. Um, and EJ then I, is probably coming back, right? I think I think EJ, uh, Keon, and Johnny are all going to come back. I'm not sure. You know, I think Johnny was very much teetering in terms of uh, being a transfer guy, but I think it was huge for him to see success at the end of the year. And you know, one of the things I got, one of the some of the feedback I got back talking to people inside the program today tonight was, you know, those guys, Johnny, Keon, and EJ, all saw what's happened this year and, you know, really the last couple years for guys who needed to come back and came back with a plan and put in the work and how much they helped themselves. You know, I think they're going to tell EJ, you can be Nick. You know, you can be junior Nick Richards as junior EJ Montgomery. Um, Because if he comes back and gets himself in incredible shape, which Cal kept harping on, if he just attacks the weight room and really gets fit and strong, with as much as we saw him kind of spike up more and more and more in big moments there at the end of this season, mm-hmm. won them the game, won them the last game with the putback. Um, they're not going to play one of those spindly freshman big men over EJ Montgomery next year. They are Johnny, not, you know, Johnny Juzang could be Emmanuel quickly the second. Right. I mean, now he's, his choice is tough, especially if, if uh, you know, if quickly and Juzang come back. It's tough because then you've got a bunch of guys coming in, got a bunch of wings coming in. Uh, Clark and BJ Boston are both top ten players, if not top five players. And so, if there there could be some fear of of the crowd there, but um, I think there's a really good chance that they get Johnny, Johnny, EJ, and Keon back, and maybe, maybe Emmanuel quickly. And that would be a great. I mean, if they if they got that group of four back. With the freshman class they have coming in, and say, and plus a, Dante Allen healthy, plus, right? Dante Allen healthy, add a grad transfer. You know, now you're now you're cooking with gas. Um, you need a big, like a, a Nick Richards type rim protector big. Yeah, they're gonna have to go get a. Well, I, I love the the freshman um, Isaiah Jackson. He's a great shot blocker. Really, really good defensive big man. Maybe maybe able to give him that. He's not a hulking guy, but he's a he's right. just a talented shot blocker um but I, I think i would su- i would assume they'll go get a try to go get a tank on the grad transfer market uh, yeah down low a body and uh man i mean some of these guys with the just the sense of incompletion we talked about you know what what they're going to come back with sort of the the fire in their bellies um i mean i can't i would think a guy like emmanuel quickly could really be a, a major college basketball star as a junior. I think so. You know, because he didn't come on. Like, people didn't even know who he was, really, in, in the broader sense of college basketball until about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Like, well, now he's on conference the, play started, he started yeah. to... Now he's on the radar. And, yeah. you know, if you come into the season at Kentucky as the guy, the returning SEC player of the year at Kentucky, you're on the billboard all season. You know, you're the you're the cut out, the cutout they're putting up on the ESPN promo every uh, night. So it's going to be interesting. But I would just say, I, if if you're looking for who's gone, 
I'd say Hagen's, Maxi, and Richards are probably gone. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think uh, that that Nick would look at it like, man, I never got to play in an NCAA tournament. I uh, come back my senior year, but I I just think that's uh, wishful thinking. I think yes. that he's he's got. I mean, he's got in his situation. He's got a strike while the iron's hot. You yeah, know? like yeah. don't give him a year to pick your game apart. You've you've intrigued him. You've wet the NBA's appetite with like, oh man, he'd made this jump from last year to this year. What could he do in our system? Right. Well, yeah. You know, go ahead. And the best move for him would be to do that. Get drafted. Get yourself out there. Get some money. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for um, the craziest week uh, of sports in my lifetime. Yes. Um, I I would tell you what we're going to talk about next week, but I don't know yet. <laughs> what what are we going to talk about? Uh, we, we will find something, I am sure. We'll rank uh, we'll rank the cartoons we're having to watch with our kids <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. No, we'll uh, definitely keep you up to date on Kentucky. I mean, there's plenty to talk about. Um, but, um, I mean, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date. Uh, I am uh, on Twitter. You can follow us. I am at D R I E F F E R. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H. All right, guys, be safe. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Uh, wash your hands, and have a try to have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. <laughs>